Hello and welcome to the Choosing Happy podcast. I'm Heather Masters and in this week's episode, I go deep on decision making. I explore the art of making effective decisions, how to avoid procrastination, look at the contribution emotions and the unconscious mind have on our decision making process. And I discuss some strategies to help you make better choices faster. And stay with me right until the end if you want to break through any procrastination on choices you're facing. We use some woo, some logic, and we help you choose happy. All this and more in this week's Choosing Happy podcast. Hello and welcome. This week, we're diving deep on decisions. And before we dive into the topic, let's start by defining decision-making. It's the process of selecting the best course of action from available options based on careful consideration of the pros and cons. That's what it should be. And how do we choose happy? How do we choose decisions that are going to impact our lives and our futures and our results? positively. Decision-making is a crucial skill in various aspects of life, whether it's deciding on a career path, choosing a partner, or making business decisions. The ability to make sound choices can greatly impact our lives. And in this episode, we will explore real-life scenarios and discuss the decision-making process in different contexts. There are various factors that influence our decision-making process, and these factors include personal values, past experiences, emotions, our neurology and and our unconscious mind, and also external influences. And understanding these factors can help us make more informed decisions. Let's start with emotions, one important aspect of decision-making is the influence of emotions. Emotions play a significant role in how we make choices. In fact, many decisions are based on our emotions rather than pure rationality. If we spend time working out a decision-making strategy, which you can do from neuro-linguistic programming, you will discover that The last step in 99% of strategies is an emotion. When we're faced with a decision, our emotions can strongly influence the option we consider and the choices we ultimately make. Depending on the mood you're in and the emotions you're allowing yourself to feel can color our perceptions and preferences, leading to prioritizing outcomes or options based on how they make us feel. For example, if you're in an optimistic mood, you may be more inclined to take risks and make decisions that have the potential for higher rewards. On the other hand, if you're feeling fearful or anxious, you are more cautious and conservative and less likely to make risky or slightly risky decisions. It's important to acknowledge the role of emotions in decision-making and to understand how they can impact our choices. And by recognizing and reflecting on our emotional state, we can make more informed decisions and avoid being swayed solely by our feelings. 
So if you're feeling angry, it's definitely the wrong time to make a decision and maybe putting some time between the anger of the decision is the best way to do things. And also recognizing that quite often that emotion, that feeling state from your strategy will really impact the choice that you make. Usually what happens is that we, your unconscious mind makes that decision pretty much instantly and the rest of the time is the logic mind justifying it and trying to catch up. Let's hone in on a specific emotion, regret. Regret can have a significant influence on decision-making. When we experience regret, it means that we feel a sense of disappointment or dissatisfaction with a past decision or action. And the fear of regret can affect the choices we make and the way we approach decision-making. Now, here are some of the standard ways that regret can influence decision-making. You can avoid decisions. The fear of experiencing a similar regret to that in the past can sometimes lead us to avoid making decisions altogether. We may be afraid of making the wrong choice and later regretting it, so we opt to postpone or avoid the decision entirely. And this can result in missed opportunities and a sense of indecision and procrastination and probably frustration as well. Risk aversion. Regret aversion refers to our tendency to avoid actions or decisions that might lead to regret, even if they offer potential advantages. We may choose the safer option or stick with familiar choices to minimize the chance of regretting our decision later on. As a result, we may miss out potentially rewarding experiences or opportunities for growth. Overthinking and analysis paralysis. I'm quite guilty of this one. The fear of regrets can sometimes lead us to overanalyze and overthink the options and put us into overwhelm. We may become trapped in a cycle of indecision, constantly weighing pros and cons and seeking more information to reduce the risk of regret. And this can result in a state of analysis paralysis where we struggle to make any decision at all. And one of the things I'll mention later on, but is really relevant here, is that the longer it takes you to make the decision, the longer it takes you to be successful in pursuits, the area that you're making the decision in. Emotional influence, as we've said, regret is an emotional response and our emotions can heavily influence the decisions we make. The fear of experiencing regret can lead us to prioritize avoiding negative emotions over pursuing positive outcomes. And we may make decisions based on how they make us feel in the moment, rather than considering long-term consequences or potential benefits. Ultimately, the role of regret in decision-making is complex and can vary depending on personal factors, past experience, and individual decision-making styles. But by understanding the influence of regret, we can become more aware of how it may affect our choices and therefore make more informed decisions. Because what we can do is reframe regret. And if we have two choices, we can take ourselves out to our future self and ask our future self, which one would we regret the most not doing? 
And that can help us make a choice going forward. Now, understanding the neurology behind decision making can give us valuable insights into why we make certain choices and how we can improve our decision making process. And I have a PDF document from um, NLP around the decision making process, which is free and on my site. All of the links are in the show notes and you can grab that today. The role of the unconscious mind and past events in our decision-making process is an interesting topic to explore. Our unconscious mind plays a significant role in influencing our decisions, often without us even realizing it. It consists of thoughts, desires, and memories that are below the surface of awareness. It also includes um, our automatic response or filtering and ignoring things that it, the unconscious field is not applicable to where we are now. So past events and experiences shape our subconscious mind and can influence our decision-making process. Our past experiences create neural pathways in our brain that can guide our behavior and choices and also eliminate anything outside of those. So these experiences can be positive or negative. It can impact our decision-making biases, preferences, and priorities, depending on what's been filtered, what the experience was, what pathway we built in. For example, if we had a negative past experience with a certain type of food, we may be less likely to choose that food in the future. Our unconscious mind may trigger feelings of aversion or caution based on that past event, even if we consciously can't recall why we feel that way. Similarly, our unconscious mind can also be influenced by social conditioning and cultural norms. Society and our environment play a significant role in shaping our beliefs, values, and preferences. These influences can also impact our decision-making process, sometimes without us realizing it. To make more informed decisions, it's important to be aware of our unconscious biases, and past events that might be influencing our thinking. By reflecting on our past experiences and understanding our unconscious mind's role, we can gain insights into why we make certain choices. This self-awareness can empower us to challenge our biases and make decisions that are more aligned with our conscious values and goals. And one of the important things mentioned there is also the social influence, the external influence on decision-making and really checking in and taking a moment before you make any decision to ensure that the decision you're making is for yourself. It's not for anyone else. If it is for anyone else, that you're making it consciously, that you're consciously making a choice that will align with someone else's wants rather than what you want and what might be most beneficial for you. There are different types of decision-making. Some common types include intuitive decision-making, analytical decision-making, and collaborative decision-making. Each type has its strengths and weaknesses. Intuitive decision-making actually bypasses the unconscious and tunes right in to your higher self, to your gut, however you want to phrase it, 
and intuitive decision-making is about not thinking, not analyzing, but going with your guts. And this can be the most powerful type of decision-making. If we go to the analytical decision-making, to make effective decisions analytically, it's important to have a structured approach. And here are some analytical strategies. Number one, define the problem clearly. Number two, do your research and gather the relevant information for the options that you have. Number three, consider different perspectives. And it's really useful to maybe have a coach to help you consider those perspectives because the unconscious can keep you stuck in previous perspectives without being able to break through and see additional opportunities and perspectives outside its focus. Evaluate the options. You can evaluate the options by giving them a score, by asking yourself questions around them, by looking at the logical side of things or tuning in and looking out to the future to see what impact the options may have. Then make a choice. And once you've decided, it's about committing 100%. Making a decision but trying to leave a back door open usually results in not making a decision at all. Take action. The idea is to take action that's aligned with moving you towards the result from the decision that you've chosen. And by following these steps, you can increase the chances of making a right decision. There are another three examples that we'd go a little bit deeper into. Defining the problem clearly is a process that is important to all decision-making techniques. It's really important to start by clearly understanding the problem or the decision you need to make. It involves identifying the specific issue or goal you're trying to address. What's the result and outcome you're looking for? For example, if you're deciding whether to pursue a new job opportunity, the problem might be determining if the job aligns with your career goals and values. And by clearly defining the problem, you can focus your decision-making process and gather relevant information or just checking in whether that job actually does align with your values and with where you want to go in the future. Step two is the gathering of relevant information. And again, to make an informed decision, gather the information relative to the problem. You can look for facts and data and any other pertinent details that might impact your decision. So if you were going for the job opportunity, you might want to look at the experience of other employees working for that company. You might want to look at the website and find out the values and the purpose of the products they're creating, etc. And whether they align with your own values and where you want to go. You can have a look at the opportunities for development and for promotion within the business and take all of these factors into account before making your decision. And one of the things I really like to do is to brainstorm all of the information and things that might affect me and what's important to me 
is sometimes it's the unconscious importance that we don't immediately identify when we go for a job. And that can be crucial because sometimes most of the hidden things are the most important to us and will cause us to leave. Consider different perspectives. As number three, it's beneficial to look at different perspectives. So look at it from different angles. So look at it potentially from where you are now and whether it will fulfill the income you want or look at it from a perspective of where you want to be in the future and whether the job will give you the opportunity to gain the skills that you need for the role you're growing into and whether that's more important than the salary that you're looking at right now. So seek input from other people who may have knowledge and experience related to the issue at hand. And by considering various viewpoints, you can gain valuable insights and broaden your understanding of the situation. So these are just a few examples of effective decision-making strategies. And by implementing these strategies, you can increase your chance of making better choices. However, the next strategy is working with the woo, where we're looking more at intuition, we're looking at your unconscious mind, and we're going to combine what we know about our emotions, logic, unconscious, and intuition to make happier choices. Number one, go really deep. Go beyond the problem and get clear about what's important to you about the decision. What are you fearing around the decision? Where is the resistance around making the decision? What is it that unconsciously you may believe will happen if you make that decision? Look at the fears, what could go wrong and what could go right. Take yourself out to talk to your older self, maybe 10 years into the future. And ask your older self which path would you, your older self regret not having taken. Create a spreadsheet of two columns. And in those two columns, in column A, list out all of your fears, all the reasons you don't want to make that choice, all the reasons against making that choice, all the things that could go wrong. In the next column, make a list of all of the reasons it would be good to choose that option, all of the things that could go right, all of the possibilities and opportunities that can be presented from that option, and all of the reasons, again, that making that choice would be good. Here are some more questions around decision-making. We've already said, what are you afraid of will result from the choice? What are the steps you can take to avoid the negative outcome? What are the opportunities that the choice presents? What are the possibilities that you maybe haven't seen yet? What will it give you fundamentally? And again, that's going back to why is it important? What's it going to give you that you haven't got now? What will you lose by making this decision? And what will you gain by making this decision? 
What will you miss out on or will no longer be available to you? What will you have to sacrifice? For instance, are you having to work longer hours or you're sacrificing time with family? Or are you spending more time with family and sacrificing results at work? What will you have to commit to? If we're going to throw away all other options and commit to this one decision, what are you committing to? And are you ready, willing and able to make that decision and commit 100%? Also, how will you feel on the journey? Are you choosing something that you hate that's going to be really difficult for you to commit that 100% and get the results? Are you able to choose that you're going to enjoy it, that you're going to love what you're doing so that it's easier and more effortless to get the results you're after? Can you fall in love with the process? Can you fall in love with the journey? What's the opportunity cost of saying no? What's the opportunity cost of saying yes? What's the time and opportunity cost of not choosing? faster you become at making decisions, the faster you succeed. Are you willing to fail, to learn, to start again? Fail, learn, repeat until you're successful, you're getting better, you're improving, you're moving forward. If you feel you've made the wrong decision and you've given yourself enough time to really know, then either pivot or, as my dad used to say, make the decision right for you. Look at your B list. Look at the opportunities and what you saw that got you to choose that decision in the first place. What was the why behind the decision? And focus on the why, the opportunities, the possibilities. Focus on enjoying the journey and refocus and get stuck in. Remember, every decision you make shapes your future, shapes the future of that older self 10 years out into the future. So choose wisely. I hope you found this informative and gained valuable insights into the art of decision making. Thank you for listening. And I would love it if you enjoyed it, that if you could leave me a review, it really does help the podcast. And if you're feeling generous, all donations help the podcast as well. And there's a link to donate in the show notes. Again, all of the details are in the show notes. All of the links are in the show notes. Have an amazing week ahead and I shall see you again next week. I'm Heather Masters and this is the Choosing Happy Podcast.